Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today I want to do like a quick one and just talk to you about RIR, reps in reserve, and how to use RIR to build more muscle. Because most of the time, even though the women that I'm working with have been training for months, if not years, most of them have actually not used RIR effectively or even heard of it before. So what I wanted to talk about was like literally the basics of RIR and help you understand it in a way that you can integrate this like click of the fingers like today all right and in doing so you're going to see better progress which is my goal for this podcast (laughs) so RIR RIR stands for reps in reserve and when we're talking about RIR we're talking about training effort You might have heard of RPE, Rate of Perceived Exertion, which is another scale to measure training effort. And I don't know what they're teaching in the PT certs these days, but back when I did mine in 2016, 2016, they were teaching Rate of Perceived Exertion, RPE. So I'll briefly talk on that and then I'm going to jump back to RIR. So RPE is just a scale of 0 to 10 with the greatest amount of exertion, so your greatest amount of effort being a 10, with the least being a 0. And just to give you an idea, a warm-up would be like a 4 or so. And then, you know, you're almost dying in the session would be that 9 or 10. Okay? Now, RIR is flipped. (laughs) So RIR, like I said before, it stands for reps repetitions in reserve. What's a rep? It's just a a single singular contraction, singular movement. Okay. And RIR works backwards compared to RPE. So it asks you how many reps do you have in reserve? And you might be like, what does a reserve mean? Okay. So it means if you were to do a set of eight bicep curls, and put the weights down, how many more reps could you have done before you encountered concentric mechanical failure? Okay, so let me, I'm saying it slowly and I want to break down each part because I completely appreciate that some of you haven't heard any of this language before. Okay, but I think you guys know, like, okay, bicep curls, eight reps, I understand that. And I can't, you know, I put the put the weights down. I get that. Okay, cool. All right. So what we're really asking is just if I was your personal trainer, we're in the gym, you I said, okay, let's do some bicep curls. Here are these weights, do eight and stop. And then my next question to you was, how many more do you think you could have done? And you might say, I don't know. 
<laughs> you might say two, you might say 10. Okay. So if you said two, that would mean you had aimed for an RIR of two. If you had said 10, that would mean you aimed for an RIR of 10. 10 reps left in reserve, two reps left in reserve. Okay. Now, I just want to say, talk about concentric mechanical failure. So all, this is just a fancy way for saying you couldn't perform another shortening phase of the motion. So for example, if it's a bicep curl and you're at the bottom of the movement, so you're fully stretched, you're in the muscle, the bicep muscle, bicep muscles are in their lengthened position. You couldn't bring your that your hand up to your shoulder. You couldn't bring your forearm up. Okay, that's the concentric phase of the bicep curl. And failing means you couldn't complete the accepted range of motion for that movement or the, the range of motion we were going for for that movement. You couldn't complete it. You failed. You failed short. So maybe you only got halfway. That's failed. Okay? So that's all that means. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> In our little scenario, I was standing next to you and I said, what do you think? And there was answers. I don't know. There was two. There was 10. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you think your RIR was. It matters what it actually is in, in practical terms, in real life. So the next part of this is, okay, pick up the weights again. So just say we, we had like a second or two break and keep going. Until we actually reach failure, until you cannot perform that bicep curl. And let's see. Let's see if you were right. Okay. So the, you pick up your dumbbells and you're like, okay, you're doing two reps, you're doing three reps, you're doing four reps. And then on the fifth rep, you failed. Okay. So that would have been a five RIR because you had five more reps left in the tank, okay? And it took you 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. took you 13 reps. But you stopped at 8. So the 8 would have been a 5 RIR because in reality, you still had 5 to go. I just want to say that one more time. Rep 8 was 5 RIR because you had 5 reps left in the tank. Rep 13 was the failed rep. Does that make sense? So you can see how it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what actually happens in reality. Because if I said to you, do eight reps of a bicep curl with, with a two RIR, you kind of subjectively have to guess at what that would be. Okay, And as you get better, there are a few things you can do to know when you're getting close to that. So one of them, for example, is if we're doing eight reps of a bicep curl with two reps left in the tank, that means we're not going to fail. That means rep eight is not a failed rep. It would mean we're going to put the, the um, dumbbells down at rep eight, but theoretically you could have only done 10 and on the 10th one you would have failed. Okay. You will see probably from rep six, seven and eight, slow down. Okay, so that's one of the tangible things we can look for is the speed of movement. Unintentionally slowing down means we're actually getting closer to failing the movement. So if your first rep looks the same as your eighth or your tenth or your twelfth rep or whatever it is, 
if the speed is the same from the first rep to the last rep, it's highly unlikely you're anywhere near failure. So all of that being said, again, I just want to take you through a very practical example so you can start to understand this because the question usually is, well, what weight should I be lifting? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't fucking know. We're all different. I don't even know for a person who comes to me in the gym that I've never coached before. I have no fucking idea what they can lift. So I'll talk you through the process just as if you were one of my clients in the gym that I'd never coached before. Okay, so what do we do? I pick up pretty much the lightest thing possible, even if it's a machine starting with no pins. Okay, this acts as a warm up too, which is really valuable. But like, let's go with the lightest weight possible. And just say we're going to be doing three sets of bicep curls for eight reps. I know I'm talking about bicep curls, but let's just keep it simple. Three sets of three sets of bicep curls for eight reps is what we want to do. Someone comes to me, I'm going to give them something like two, three kilos. And again, depending on who they are, if they're a smaller female who's never lifted anything in their life, they're very nervous, I may even give them like a one kilo just to, let's just see the movement, right? But we're going to start really, really conservative. We're not going to go for something heavy at all. Again, this is acting as a bit of a warm up too. I'm going to give them the weight and I'm going to perform eight and I'm just going to watch them, watch the speed of all the reps, ask them for their feedback. How does that feel? All right. And start to get their feedback. Okay. And we're just going to work our way up until we get to a point where they're like, actually, you know, that was challenging and we may start to see those last few reps slow down. Okay. And that's how you'll figure out your weights too. (laughs) If you've never used a machine before, never done an exercise before, start really light it's okay. You're going to use those first few sets as warm up anyway and figure it out and just ask yourself, do I think I could do two more? Do I think I could do three more? And then you can test it. And there's a caveat here with testing it. Only test it in an exercise that is really safe. So don't test it. (laughs) Don't test it in a deadlift or a barbell back squat or something like that. Okay. Bicep curls are fun to test it with. Um, like a machine, some machine work is fun to test things with, like uh, leg extensions, hamstring curls, preacher curls. Um, you can, you can test, you know, even at like a shoulder press machine, you can test with. So just just say your reps are like eight reps, ten reps, whatever. Do it and go. Oh, I think that was a three RIR, and then test it. How many more could I do? And actually try and practice and go. Fuck! I thought that was a three RIR. I could actually do five more. I could actually do ten more. I'm nowhere near my RIR. So I hope that explains how to do it. From this place, the question, how much should I be lifting, makes no sense. You figure it out. Like, use your RIR and figure it out. Test it. I don't know. How much can you lift? (laughs) Like, how much can you lift? Figure this out for yourself. And of course, once we start getting the data, so say you've been doing leg press for six weeks and you haven't been able to lift over 100 kilos, we're going to have that data in your program, okay? And it's like, okay, well, in this situation, we probably should be able to progress from there. And then we need to look at that. But that's not really the question of how heavy should I be lifting? How heavy should I be lifting is how heavy is a piece of string? There's no set rules. You've got to figure this out for yourself. And using RIR is a really, really helpful way to do this. Okay. Um, Now, there was one thing I wanted to say, and it's gone out of my head, but it is really, really important. It's Oh, that's right. So why is RIR important anyway? Okay. So RIR is really important for a couple of things. It does help us with 
workout effort and periodization because we can't have someone continually training to failure every single day. They're going to end up injuring themselves. They're going to end up frying their central nervous system. They're going to end up fatiguing themselves. They're going to have a lack of recovery and we're not going to see them progress over time. So what we need to do with a training program is make sure we're alternating effort. So you can do this in multiple different ways, okay? But very simply in the way I do it for most of my ladies who aren't competing in powerlifting or anything like that is I pretty much will do the start of their training blocks will be at a higher RIR. So Again, this is very specific to the women I coach, but I make it anywhere from a two to a four reps in reserve. And then as we move down the program, we get closer to failure. And in the last week or two of the program, we're going to failure. Okay. Um, But there are lots of different ways to do that. So that's just my way for my specific client that works best for them. (laughs) But The other thing is we know when we're looking at hypertrophy and the evidence related to hypertrophy, muscle growth, that's all that that means, is we need to be training close to failure to get that adaptation. We need to be putting that amount of stress on the muscles that we're close to failure in order to get a hypertrophic response. Okay, so it's just about adaptations, the stimulus required for the adaptation is we have to train it close to failure, okay? Training to failure, not necessary because we can get the same adaptation, the muscle growth adaptation, training a few reps shy of failure, and we won't have the crazy amounts of fatigue that come with training to failure. So I've had this question like, well, why can't I just train to failure? Number one, it's like incredible, well, it's incredibly taxing on you And you won't be able to be consistent and you won't be able to train um, at that level for with enough training volume to get the adaptation over time. It's totally fine to do sometimes for sure, uh, but it's not necessary all of the time. Okay, so that's why RIR is really important for hypertrophy training. Almost all of my ladies want to get jacked and build strength, really valuable for that. So that's why I'm using it. Okay, in, I don't do CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit, I have no experience with it. I don't know that it will be valuable in CrossFit because I believe, from what I understand, that's more about like reps in the amount of time. <laughs> Completely different to hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is like you're successful if your reps are slowing down, <laughs> right? And I've had a couple of CrossFitters come to me and they're like, man, this is so different because you're telling me to fucking slow everything down and that I need to be getting to a point where – I'm unintentionally slowing down and that's a sign of success. And yes, very different. Okay. So I hope that has helped you understand how to use RIR, how to practice it for yourself, that it's important that we keep note of it and why we're keeping note of it and how we're using it. And it's going to be critical with your success to apply it. And again, you can use RPE if you like, it doesn't matter, but you need to be thinking about, okay, if failure is 10 for RPE or a zero for RIR, whichever scale you want to use, I need to be training within a couple of reps 
reps of that, up to about four reps of that. Um, if you only have access to body weight, so in like a lockdown situation, you would need to be training closer to failure. But if we have access to whatever weights, then we can go up to as great as four reps left in the tank and still get the, the adaptations we want. One final caveat before I jump off this podcast is that hardly anyone actually trains within the other RIR that they believe they're training to. That's why I think it's really important to use something safe, a safe, a piece of equipment that's safe to test this out and to go, hmm, I would have guessed that that was a two. Let me see. And then you do another five reps. And you're like, fuck, that was a five, not a two. And you'll start to understand what it actually feels like truly to train that hard. It's a skill in and of itself to put yourself in such an uncomfortable position that you are actually training within a couple of reps of failure. And it's like, it's not even something that I, I know it's a weakness of mine that I'm still not able to do it across the board because it's so damn uncomfortable. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really uncomfortable. You want to cry. You might want to be sick. It's just you're shaking. It's horrible. Um, but at the same time, that's where the magic is going to happen. So again, I would test it out on something that's really safe, like a, a leg extension or a hamstring curl, depending on the kind of leg press as well, maybe a leg press or a bicep curl, something like that. Test it. Test yourself to see where you're at with your anticipated R. Could you actually have gone further um, and see what your limit is? And then you'll start to go, okay, so I can see, I filmed it. I can see I'm slowing down. I can see I'm shaking. I'm, I can see that the first rep took me 0.25 of a second. And I can see that the last rep took me three seconds to complete. Like there's a clear difference there. Uh, so I hope this was really valuable. I'm pretty sure it would be very, very valuable because it's a big question I get. And it's something I need to teach to a lot of my ladies when they come to me is how to use this rep in reserve to um, help them achieve the results that they really want to achieve. And it's like the number one thing getting in so many women's way. So with that being said, if you resonated with this episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared it on your stories or let me know in your DMs. And I am currently accepting clients inside of my Glam Body program, which is my online coaching program. So if you would love help with your training strategy, with your technique, with your food strategy, and all around just getting jacked and building a physique you're proud of, then either click the link in the show notes to apply for Glam Body or send me through a DM and we can have a chat to see if it's right for you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Music.